This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world. Hi, uh, this is Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers Radio, and this week we are going to be talking more about relationships, and specifically, what are the things that you can do to bring more fulfillment into your relationships? I think probably the best way to start with that is just to talk about... What does it actually mean to have a fulfilling relationship? You know, I think that that's a question that a lot of people wonder about. Sometimes people think like longevity might be the thing that actually means a a, um, a successful relationship. You know, how long you've been married, how long you've stayed with someone. Um, other people might say that it's the fact that they never fight. Um, some people. People might say that it's quality time or their ability to share with their partner. But all, you know, but when, I mean, it comes down to it, there's a couple different things. There's one is, you know, your personal, you know, preferences, wants, and needs when it comes to um, a relationship. And and the other, I'm going to kind of, you know, spoon feed you today a little bit, which is the idea that, um, you know, really, truly fulfilling relationships. Relationships come when we are with someone, um, whether that is a romantic relationship or a friend or a family member, but when we're with and authentic with your partner. Um, so how is it that you can show up to a relationship in a way where you are feeling um, your truest, deepest sense of yourself, right? So um, the, the first thing I would ask you to ask yourself is really, you know, what have you noticed about your, yourself in relationship? So what have you noticed about the ways that you're able to really show up and come forward in relationship? And what have you noticed about the ways that you've withdrawn or withheld from relationship? So that's, that's the starting point is just looking at where's your edge? What's your, what's your limitation? Where is it that you might be able to go from here? So um, uh, let's see here. As far as um, your your personal edge goes, um, when you're looking at um, what are the what are the types of edges that people have have in relationship, and um, some of the problems that that people have in in relationships or in a
is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guest. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Author and educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesiner.com. That's K A T E S I N E R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. This is uh, Dr. Kate Feiner, and this is Real Answers Radio, and um, we're back talking about relationships. We had a few technical difficulties in getting started, and um, I'm just going to start by giving an overview of what it was that I was talking about in case it wasn't coming through clearly at the time. So what I was saying was that one of the most important things in creating a fulfilling relationship is actually... Um, creating, um, like being authentic, being in your true and your deep self. And so, um, and one of the ways of doing this is, is really finding out kind of like, what is it that stops you from being in that true and authentic part of yourself, right? So that's kind of like a little a little note to have on the side. And then the question that I posed really was, what is an authentic what is a um, fulfilling relationship actually? What is it that brings in a fulfilling relationship? So um, some people might think that that is actually the amount of time that they spend with a, a person. 
Uh, some people might think that it is uh, the way that they communicate, the fact that they don't fight, the fact that they like to do the same things. And all of these things are really great parts of a relationship and can be wonderful and can contribute to the fulfillment of the relationship. But what um, what kind of makes or breaks it, in, in my opinion, and, and what I'd like to talk about a little bit today is about being really real and being really true. And the first person, as you've heard me talk about on, on previous shows, the first person to be really true with is ourself, right? You know, it's like the starting ground of the authentic relationship is our authentic relationship with ourselves. But then, you know, as we bring that into partnership we start to see kind of our, our relational limitation, our relational edges, the places that we're willing to connect, the places that they're, we're not willing to connect. And, and then we start to be able to work those to create a growing, dynamic, fulfilling relationship. So let's explore a little bit about what um, an edge might look like, right? So... Say you have friend, family member, partner, what have you. You have someone that's in your life. And when they do that thing, that, you know, that, that thing that really bothers you, you have a certain reaction to it. You know, it might be that they, you know, they, they leave the towel, towel on the bed. They uh, don't pick up after themselves. They um, are passive aggressive. They are, you know, indirect in what they're communicating. I mean, it can be anything from something kind of mundane and usual to something that is more based on their uh, their character and personality. But when they do this thing, you probably have a few of them if you've known the person for a while. You have some sort of reaction to that, some sort of way of responding to their, um, their behavior that shows you something about yourself. That's, that's the really great part about it is that it is actually that behavior that you could fight against, you could try and change, you can try to do all these things with it, but it's that behavior that actually provides you with the insight, Right? of where your edge is, of actually what it is that you could be working so that you could be closer to this person, so that you could create more joy and more fulfillment and more love um, because they are specifically pointing out what you have defined as acceptable or not acceptable, right? Um, what you have defined as an, like an appropriate way of acting or an inappropriate way of acting, you know, or what what you've like what you've developed a pattern around right? your pattern, which is when someone does this, it means this, and therefore I respond in this way, right? So. So it, it's that kind of stuff that when we become aware of it and we start to work it, it has a hugely transformational effect on our relationships. Because if you think about creating a dynamic, fulfilling relationship as creating connection, and then you look at the opposite of that, the creation of separation, 
right? So what happens when you go into your judgment? What happens when you repeat that pattern from the past, right? What happens is is that you're actually then feeling not so great, right? You're feeling not so great about your, you know, this other person in your life. It's like, ew, I don't like them. I don't like me in the way that I feel right now. There's all sorts of stuff that starts happening that really is not enjoyable, right? And so when when you look at that, you take ownership and responsibility for it, and then you're willing to do something to change it. Find another way of of relating in that at that particular point in time. And the key question really here is, what, what, actually more than one question. One is, like, what do I need to know? What is it that I need to know about myself, right, that will be helpful? What is it that I need to um, know about, um, what is it that I could do to create connection, right? So that's the other piece of it. What is it that needs to happen here in order for me to move from this place of being separate to this place being connected with the other person? So the the first part is, you know, what do I need to know about myself? Okay, well, you know, what is this edge all about for me? How did it get here? Why am I this kind of person, right? We've talked about different ways to do that in, in previous shows. But so why am I this person? And then the next part is, what is actually the thing that is going to bring us back into relationship with each other? How are we going to be able to come back into a place of that communion, that connection, so, so that we can go from there? Okay. Now, there's an inevitable flow in a relationship that is connecting and moving apart and connecting again and moving apart, right? So there's a natural way that this happens. And, and that's a little bit less um, important to focus on. What you, what you actually want to focus on are what are the things that are continually driving that wedge, you know, which is an expression people use. It feels like something's come between us. You know, what are the things that have continually, uh, what are continually driving that wedge um, or creating that separation? So in other words, every time you leave the towel on the bed, right, that creates a feeling and a judgment and all of that kind of stuff. And by the time you've done it the 20th time, I have a whole store of reasons why. You know, it's, it's not only is it that one, you know, you did something I didn't like. Now it's, there's a whole backlog of stuff that goes around that, about who you are, about how you feel about me, about, you know, uh, like what it means about our relationship. All of this sort of stuff starts kind of backlogging up, right? And in that backlog, you know, we, we lose our, uh, like, we lose our sense of direction, essentially. We lose our ability to just stop, take a moment, and return to the other person, right? So once you develop that skill, once you're actually able to see the situation, see the separation, be detached enough from the situation to then be able to say, what is going to bring me back into connection? What actually will 
wind up bringing me into right relationship with this person. Now, here is another thing that people often mistake about relationships. They think that it's going to be nice all the time. Being really connected doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to feel um, good. Like being connected to someone, coming back into relationship doesn't mean that there is necessarily going to be without anger or fear or, um, you know, withholding or any of the things that, that might be there that might be causing the separation. It, it, it's not like those are just going to up and disappear. What's going to happen is actually your relationship to them is going to shift, right? Your, your, your relationship to the emotional, um, the emotional dynamic is, is going to shift. So you're going to watch it. It will be like it's on a, like a screen almost, right? That's, um, that's being the observer, right? You're watching it. You're actually moving to a place where you can perceive the, um, you can perceive the, um, um, emotional experience that's going on for you. You can communicate it. So you can say, hey, look, this is what's going on for me. This is how I'm, I'm feeling right now, right? And simultaneously, or, you know, in succession, after that, it's about being able to come back and say, okay, all of that is true. All of that is true. It might be true that that person's habit is annoying. It might be true that it reminds you of your mother. It might be true that there are, you know, real feelings of anger that are happening because you've made a request and that request hasn't been met. All of those things can be true, right? And you can own them. You can communicate them, but ultimately what your responsibility is, if you want to continually have a growing relationship, is that your responsibility is to find your way back to a sense of connection, right? So what is it that then allows you to feel that other person in a way that's really authentic and dynamic, right? and allows them to feel you in a way that's really authentic and, and dynamic. So, you know, what is it? Like, I mean, is it, when we talk about connection, right, it winds up being something that is, um, you know, a little bit esoteric, a little bit difficult to, to actually kind of wrap our heads around, like, you know, what are, what, what do we mean? Like, why do we feel connected to another person? And so I'm going to just refer to it on an, on an energetic level. Like, what does it feel like to actually be in connection with another person? Right. And you can feel, right. You feel like, I'll give you an experience. Try this out in your mind. Right. So imagine yourself, right. Standing with someone that you know, right. And imagine that you're having this positive, um, positive experience, like you're doing something you love together. You're talking about something that you love, you know. And imagine what is actually going on there. What do you feel inside of you? And how do you feel or experience that other person? And what you'll probably notice is that when you're feeling connected, 
They say connection is a healthy connection. When you're feeling connected, you can actually simultaneously experience yourself and experience the other person. So you know them, feel them, and can know yourself and feel yourself, right? That's healthy connection. Not We're not talking merger. We'll go into that at another point in time. So, so in that, you know, place where you can feel yourself, you can feel the other person, and you're, you're, you're in a state of presence together, regardless of what you're doing or, or you're saying. That's, that's the real connectedness that happens. When people do that over time, that, that feeling of connection deepens and grows, almost like a vine kind of grows thicker over time. And um, so as I was talking about this, like, so what is the actual experience of connection? Like, we you know, that, that we're looking for. We're looking for that sense of really knowing and feeling another person, right? So now do the same thing. Think of that person, right? Now think of something that they do or say, right, or have done or said that has bothered you, that you don't like. And if you have a difficult time with this particular person, um, you have two options. You can either dig deeper or think of another person. But think of a time when there was something that they did or said that that you didn't like. And now feel what it feels like as you imagine yourself kind of standing with them. What actually feels like? What does your connection with them feel like? Right? How, what is that? Maybe you feel that there's a wall there. Maybe you feel that there is a sense of distance there. Maybe you can feel yourself constricted. Those would all be things that would be like a lack, a lack of connection. Like, you know, it's a, it's a way of being disconnected from the other person to be removed. Right. So the, the critical in relationship is about finding a way to actually span that be able to move yourself from that place of disconnection to that sense of being, you know, good with someone, feeling them, feeling yourself, feeling them, knowing the connection. And in order to actually develop your ability to do this, we're going we're gonna to revert to that know why you got upset in the first place. If you understand the why you were, you know, why you've moved into a place of separation. If you've started to understand what is, like, you know, why, why that has happened, like, then you can start to put the remedy in place. And you've heard me talk about this before, right? So, like, the remedy is sort of the opposite of what's been done before, right? It's just like if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling uh, a lack of love, what can you do to bring more love in your life, right? So, if you're, if you're feeling this sense of, like, really strong holding, then what can you do to create more openness? Right? So if you're feeling that really, you know, constricted sense, it's just like, or you're having a difficult time reaching out, right? You're feeling, ah, oh, I can't get what I need, something like that. Then, you know, the opposite then would be it being in, moving into movement, moving into reaching out, something that balances that. So, so let's break that down into what does that look like as far as a specific situation goes, like a specific behavior. Right? A specific behavior 
would actually be like, okay, well, you know, I went into my particular withdrawal defense, right? And I was saying, mm, you know, you can't have any, you know, you can't have a relationship with me. I'm just going to withdraw. I'm not going to talk to you anymore, right? The cold shoulder technique, right? So, so you go into that place of withdrawal. And as soon as, as soon as I'm aware of that, I have a choice, right? So first comes awareness, then comes choice. So as soon as I have an awareness of that, then I'm able to say to myself, okay, well, if I'm in withdrawal right now, then what is the opposite of that withdrawal? What would be something, anything that I could do, say, think, imagine, you know, uh, try out? I mean, it could be anything at all that would actually move me from that withdrawn place into more connection. Right? So that's the finding of the opportunity there. That's the reconnecting in the relationship. And it doesn't have to be major. And this is something else that I've emphasized over and over again. It's like you don't have to get the whole thing together at one point in time. It's really a commitment to be aware, to notice what it is that's happening, and then to move. Like, just move from there. Take one of the remedy actions to create something different. Right. So that's the, that's the kind of like, like a breakdown of what it might look like to go from a more, uh, you know, a, like a place where you're withholding or you're not connected for someone to move actually into a place where you are, are, feeling more connected with them. So that is kind of like the, the first piece that I wanted to talk about when it comes to relationships, really, you know, remembering that the most important thing um, to do is to find ways of returning to connection. And that's not meant, I'm going to repeat this, that's not meant to negate any of your experience. It doesn't get in the way of you know, it doesn't get rid of the anger or the upset or the fact that your mother did something or anything like that. It doesn't get rid of it. It's just in addition to it. All of that can be true, and you can also find your way into deeper relationship with someone. So um, we're going to be taking a break here in um, just a moment. And uh, during that break, um, I would love you to consider questions that you might have that you'd want to call in and ask about. And um, I'm also going to be getting a question from an in-house guest today um, who has been willing to come on the show and talk about relationships. So um, we're going to be doing that after the break, and um, I will be talking to you soon. your chance to be part of the show call 877-230-3062 call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests again that number is 877-230-3062 
and educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesiner.com. That's K A T E S I N E R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. Dr. Kate Steiner, and this is Real Answers Radio, and we've been talking about relationships and um, specifically what you can do to create more fulfilling relationships. What I was talking about is, um, you know, how it is helpful in a relationship to be able to notice your edge, right? Be able to take responsibility in your relationship. So, in other words, taking responsibility is really the willingness to, number one, be able to see and own what it is that it is happening, but also knowing that you are the person that is going to make the difference in the relationship, not the other person, right? And then to choose an action when you see yourself kind of going into separation, to choose an action that is then going to um, be the remedy for, in other words, it's the opposite of the reaction that you're having, and it's a way of kind of reestablishing your connection with the other with the other person. This is kind of some of the things that we've been talking about in the first section of this. And and now I have um, a guest here who is going to be um, bringing up kind of a relationship issue so we can have some real-time coaching related to something on relationships. So um, what I would really love to know from you is um, kind of like where is your edge in relationships and kind of what might you like to see um, change or be different? For- Thanks, Dr. Kate. Um, so my name is Leela, and I am have been doing a lot of work on myself the past uh, couple of years to, to do a, a lot of what you've been talking about 
taking responsibility for the areas in relationships where I might look to blame someone else or might feel um, sidelined or whatever whatever the feeling is. Look at my piece in it and look at choosing actions that help me become closer. And and I've had, this has paid off tremendously in uh, so many areas of my life. Um, I feel it's, it's helped me with work. I feel it's helped me with my friendships. I have very deep, authentic relationships, particularly friendships. However, my area of focus is in romantic relationships. I'm not exactly sure how to uh, find someone, attract someone who has the same compatibility of, of like a viewpoint in life as to how to connect and closer and continually grow. Uh, do you have any suggestions or any ideas or thoughts about that? I guess my first question around this would be, what is it that you um, that you feel kind of blocks you from attracting? Why do you say it's difficult? It's difficult because I don't. Well, there's there's a couple things. I I'm not exactly sure what I'm looking for, so I haven't particularly defined that. I'm. Also, like I, I look out and I feel that nobody would accept me as I am authentically. Nobody really wants to get to know who I am. They want me to be who they think I want to. They want me to be. And what's your reaction to that? Like, how is it? How do you respond because you believe those things? I shut down, and I, I want to be independent, and I want to not need anyone. So here I am. Tell me what that feels like for you. Uh, what do you mean it, with respect to, like, in my body or emotionally or both? In my body, uh, being shut down feels like uh, like a barrier, almost like safety and insulation, so I can't be hurt by other people or by the, the outside world. Um, emotionally, it feels isolating and it feels lonely, and I do have a longing for a deeper connection on that level. But I it's like the uh, the risk is still too great for the rewards as I'm feeling them in myself. I love this uh, as an example because one of the things that it points out is how our our, our problem, right, is, is not our solution, right? So when you're looking at something like that and you're looking at um, well, I don't. I'm, I'm feeling blocked from attracting the type of person that I would like to have, and I have some doubts about the fact that that person might be there. Right? That like that is that place of separation that I was talking about. And so, in that place of separation, right? You you don't like connection doesn't exist there. Right? So, what you can say is, if I'm feeling isolated and I'm feeling in a place of I'm not good enough, which is me putting my words on, on your experience, right? I'm not good enough. Then what would be the thing that you could do that would then, you know, switch that? What would be the opposite of being sort of isolated and in a place of, you know, I'm not going to find the right partner or whatever? The opposite is to do whatever I need to do to accept myself, to feel that I am good enough, to um, to change my beliefs 
that I am going, that there is someone out there. Um, the, and I can step out, like I can step out of it and I can say, well, you know, there are a lot of people in this world that are involved in, uh, in wanting to be in close relationships. So there have to be people that are out there. However, trying to work from that balanced sense of self is difficult. So I heard you say a few things there. Um, one of the things that I observed was that um, after very um, clearly stating what would be the remedy for this situation, um, there was actually a little bit um, of going to your head, right? So then it became about analyzing the situation, right? So I'm assuming that that analyzing the situation is actually an additional block for you, right? So, and and uh, and that, that would probably be a good if we want to add a remedy in. It might be remembering that when going into analysis of the situation, it's like, let's return back to, to the feeling and then how I'm going to cultivate sort of a, a different connection from there. The other thing that I really heard you you say in there is you started talking about inner states, like inner inner experiences of yours about your own sense of value, your own sense like I could love and accept myself and, and those kind of things. And, and I'm wondering, what is it that you do on a regular basis in order to um, develop that for yourself, develop a sense of love and acceptance and, and personal value? Well, I do a number of things, actually. I do have, um, uh, like, I, I work with myself. I, I journal. I, I meditate. I do work on uh, the, the I would call those, like, the internal pieces of myself. Um, I'm very lucky with the relationships that I have uh, to mirror and reflect back to me um, my strengths as well as areas that I need to work on. And so I, I feel I'm, I'm moving in, in those areas as well. Um, the piece that I feel like I'm blocked in it is, I would say, the relationship. It's almost like my own relationship to myself and deepening that. So there, there's. So we've gone down a level, right? We were talking about kind of this dynamic in a relationship, and now we've gone down a little bit, and we're talking about well, this same relationship issue exists inside of yourself. Right, the, the it's the the difficulty creating that sense of connection. So what I hear you say is that you do a lot of things that are good for you, and that are are bringing you like a lot of value and and helping you grow your connection with yourself. But still, there's something that's missing, and, I, and this is another like such a valuable point because there is um, a lot of times when we get on this, um, I'm gonna you know be a better person, I'm going to make my life more fulfilled, I'm going to create more relationships, we start doing some really good things, and they help. And then after a while, we're doing lots of really good things, but then we might hit a plateau and say, ha, this is helping, but it's not helping as much as it, it was before. And then the question becomes, well, why not? What's going on, right? Because the the thing is about deepening the relationship. It's almost like 
if you're working out and you work out for a while, and then if you keep doing the same things over and over again, your body doesn't change. Well, you know, because you need to actually change what you're doing in order to continue to build your strength. And it's similar when it comes to connection or when it comes to (laughs) emotion. So, you know, one of the things to do is to look at, okay, you have to get really, really focused in, like into the, like it's like you get out your microscope and, and you look at it through the microscope and say, okay, what is it in here that really helps to build that connection? And it's not about doing a specific thing. It's about doing something with the right type of awareness, right? Such a huge difference, right? So many people will say, hey, do this, do that, do that. That's a starting point. But when you really want to get down in there, you're, you're going to need to say, what is that? What is that thing that makes me say yes, right, that makes me connect? And that is actually the, the place where I was saying, oh, Lord, I was talking about the remedy, like coming back into the remedy, is um, is being able to go right down, right down with that microscope, look at the situation and be like, what is this isolation all about? What is this withdrawal all about? What's going on here? Right? And then when you get that, when you can take a look at that, and we'll ask Leela here in a moment what it is that's going on for her, but when you can take a look at that and say, Really, what's the dynamic that takes place, the place that has me even trying to love myself and sometimes feeling disconnected, right? You've got a little pot of gold there that you can keep working with. So let's see what we can do around that. Wow, that is a really good question. Um, what is it about my sense of... Self, it has me. What is this isolation about? I am afraid if I truly deeply connect with someone else, I am afraid of the level of vulnerability. So, as much as I want someone to know me and see me and accept me, which is key, as I am, having that level of, I'll say, I'll call it access or that level of vulnerability is terrifying. So what is it you're afraid might happen there, right? So so when we say I'm afraid of being vulnerable, oftentimes what we have is a reason why we don't want to be vulnerable, right? It's like something might happen if I'm vulnerable, you know, something that risk if I'm vulnerable. So what is it that you think might be at risk for you if you're truly vulnerable with people, what might happen? Well, I think this comes back to the idea that I'm still not exactly sure who or the type of relationship that I'm looking for. I feel that if I'm truly vulnerable, my sense of self is threatened. Great, that's really great in a couple of different ways. One, I just want to say that you know, um, if you're, you can listen to this and, and hear that, 
you know, um, a little bit of the defense came in in the sense that there was like a rationalization that happened, right? Which is like, well, I think it's because I don't know who this person is yet, right? That's actually moving back up away from the problem. And then she brought herself back down into it again and said, oh, like, I don't, I don't know if I can still have me and, and have a relationship. That's, you know, once again, kind of my words there. But, you know, it's, I, and, and so what is it, like, what if it's like, okay, well, I'm choosing isolation, I'm choosing distance because I have a fear that if I'm truly vulnerable, I don't actually get to keep what's most important about me, right? This is a very real fear in relationships. So it's just like, so then you want to know, well, okay, well, who is this person and are they okay for me to be in a relationship and, you know, and all of those other things. Maybe if I could find the right person, that's our mind kind of keeping us from feeling that like, whoa, if I really open up here, if I find how to be connected, then what might happen is that person might do something, say something, whatever, that then like robs me of being able to have me. Or, or really being able to have that contact with myself. And so in that place of like knowing that, you know, there's this, this need for um, protection of what's so incredibly special about us, and in this case, and Leela, but in all of us, it's just going to say, what do we do to take care of that? It's like, what do you do to really know, like know inside yourself Right? And then that becomes the thing that you're doing. Right? That's what your journaling is infused with. That's what all your, your activities are infused with. They are infused with the, the energy of, right? They're infused of, of, um, totally accepting the self, of, of being willing to say, I'm gonna stand by you. Of like, I'm not gonna give up on you. I'm totally here with you. And then when that happens, that actually starts to continue and grow um, into the, the relationship. So um, we're just about at the end of the hour here. We've got just a, a few more minutes. So what I'd really love to do here is just take a moment and hear from uh, Leela, what a couple of her takeaways from this conversation so far is. Well, thank you. Um, I've, I've actually, um, I've made a few notes here, and I have a uh, couple of really good takeaways. The, uh, the first, when we were talking about the remedy, is that analysis isn't helpful. And analysis is a place in my life where I'm very comfortable. And um, I, I feel like I can step into my head and I can... Uh, rule the world from my head, and then everything will be okay. Um, but relationships don't work that way. That way. So becoming aware of that is, is, is I'm very grateful for that. Um, another big key for me that you mentioned was that this is about doing something with the right type of awareness, not about a specific process or a specific number of steps or things or time in or whatever. And so it's, it's about infusing the activities that I have, and it could even be the same activities I'm doing now, so with a different intent and with different energy. Um, but it does give me the idea of um, perhaps I need to have different activities. Uh, I need to do new things or um, need to let some other things go. 
Great, great. So that was really, really wonderful um, feedback from Leela about what it is that, you know, what kind of some of the takeaways from this. And, and the thing that I want to highlight there is really, you know, the how are you doing the activity? Like bringing that back around. Like how is it that you are um, engaging? Not what are you doing? Not going through the motions. It's like people who learn to talk and like, um, in a certain style of communication, but they're, they're not actually connecting. It's right. So every time you're doing something for yourself, you know, whether it's mundane or whether it's uh, personal development or whatever, whenever you're doing that, it's what is the intention behind it? What's the energy that I'm bringing to, to it and um, through it that I'm trying to cultivate in my life so that I can have more of it? And ultimately, if I have more of me, then I have more of me to share with the world, right? That means I have more to share in relationship. If my partner's doing the same thing, then my partner has more to share. And that is our way of being able to continually contribute to um, our, our, the fulfillment and the growth and the development of, of our relationship. So if you're interested in learning more about this kind of thing, I have my my LifeWork Community Program, which is actually a 10-month program, um, which is designed to um, help you kind of step through these things, learn to put the right intention behind your behavior um, so that you get the kind of results that you want. Bring the insight into where those edges are and, and where those kind of patterns are so that you can begin to reestablish them in ways that are, are more helpful and more productive for you um, at uh, this point in time in your life. Um, and for now, I'd just like to uh, thank you for, for joining me this week, and I'd like to thank Leela for, for joining me this time around and, and answering some really wonderful questions. And um, I look forward to speaking with you again next week um, on Real Answers. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help. 